reality dating shows competitions in evolution <laughs> a revolution a meditation that doesn't rhyme no <laughs> the solution to modern dating the solution question mark question mark who knows I is it, it I hate it here and on that note Welcome back, everyone, to Escaping Reality, the podcast that you love and that I'm sure you have missed as we have taken a brief hiatus, but we are back. We have a wonderful episode for you today. It's Anna, Stacy, Nick, Aggie. We're here. We're back on Zoom, and we're ready to talk about some stuff. We are going to do something a little bit different today. Instead of talking about a specific show or a specific season of a show, as you know, or, you know, I assume that you know we have done in the past, uh, we're going to talk about a genre. And because it's Valentine's Day week and love is in the air, you know what else is in the air? COVID, wear your masks. Uh, <laughs> but because it's Valentine's Day week, we're going to talk about reality dating shows. Dating shows, dating competition shows, we're going to kind of blur the lines a little bit. We'll get into that shortly. But all reality And I put reality in quotes uh, for reasons that I imagine are pretty clear with this genre of television, but we'll also talk about that later. As I was thinking about like what we were going to talk about, I was a little bit inspired by the reboot of Joe Millionaire. Oh my God. Yes. So like, I never watched Joe Millionaire. I was vaguely aware of it. I never watched it. And obviously we're in this weird time where like, we're just rebooting everything. And it got me thinking of like, okay, this is a show that was on in like the reality TV boom of the early 2000s. It's coming back. It's 2022. Like we're looking at everything a little bit different. We're doing everything a little bit different. What can we learn about ourselves and about TV in comparing what they're doing with the new one versus the old one? We're not going to talk about it because the show's not out yet. And also I never watched the original. Um, If you guys want to bring it up on your own time, go for it. But that's sort of where my brain was coming from in making a loose plan. So uh, yeah, we're going to talk about how both entertainment and dating have kind of evolved alongside the grand and great history of quote reality dating shows. And uh, this might be a little bit experimental, a little more conversational than our usual structure, but we thank you for listening. We thank you for escaping reality with us. And uh, if you don't know, we are on Instagram at escaping reality pod. We are on Twitter at ESC reality pod. We are also now on TikTok at escaping reality pod. I believe so. Let me double check. You should double check. Uh, you can also find our show, Escaping Reality, on Apple and Spotify. Perhaps some new platforms soon, but for now it's just those two. And uh, give us a follow. Like a like a tweet or a gram or a TikTok. Leave us a review. We would, we would love that. And like I said, love is in the air. So do your part to spread love to us. At Escaping Reality Pod on TikTok. Amazing. Confirmed. Content coming soon, but the account is there. The account uh, exists. So brief television history here and when i say brief i mean brief tv's been around for a long time 50s 60s big boom everybody gets a tv movies say wait a minute us too but there's television we've got a little little game show action some of those game shows are dating shows you've seen a parody of you know who's bachelor number three behind the door whatever like snl does that all the time (laughs) then we move (laughs) we move into in my opinion what comes next after the 1960s, which is the early 2000s. <laughs> There's no time in between. Not a math person, not a time person either. But then you get, you know, the real reality TV boom 
the MTV. We got Rock of Love. We got Nonsense. We got Next. We got A Shot at Love with Tila Tequila. We get The Bachelor. And then somehow we make it to the now. Things have changed. Somehow shows are both more authentic in what they show and true to real world dating and yet somehow wholly less representative of uh, real life. We kind of split and we go in two very different directions. So we're going to get into some stuff and some things. And I hope you guys are excited to talk about it. So let's let's kick it off. I would love to know from the three of you, how well-versed are you in the lexicon of reality dating shows? And uh, what are some of your favorites? Aggie, do you want to go first? Do you look, you have a, you yeah. have that, that look in your eye, like you have something that to say. That glint of sparkle. <laughs> that glint of me being like, oh, they're bad. Just kidding. No, they're not. Um, here we are. So I actually don't have a ton of experience with watching dating shows, mainly because I always miss things in the Netflix zeitgeist. I feel like I forget about Netflix and things just, I just don't watch them. But <laughs> sorry, Netflix, it's not your fault. I just, I miss them. Not sponsored um, by Netflix. Um, I would love to be sponsored by Netflix. If that were a thing, Netflix, I would watch every single thing you put out. Um, I feel like I watched them a year and a half later and then it's like no longer cute. People are like, this, this happened like a long time ago. But that being said, the ones that I have like watched almost in their entirety are either one, which is just like a fun one, which I sure will come up. And then I have watched a lot of The Bachelor, The Bachelorette, and Bachelor in Paradise. And then obviously we watched 12 Dates of Christmas for the pod. And when I was a youth, I didn't have MTV, but my neighbors did. So when we would go over to our friends' houses, I would watch Date My Mom and Next. <laughs> but my dearest, darlingest mother did not believe in cable, nor did she believe in shows that could possibly be considered, you know, anything less than just the purest of shows. Like think Seventh Heaven was maybe too far down a road. So next and like date my mom, that was just like way off the scales. But I think my biggest ones would be Bachelor, Bachelorette, Bachelor in Paradise. And I feel like we're going to talk about this like vibe check of dating shows. Oh, we are. There's a lot to be said, and I feel like we obliquely mention it in other episodes or times that things have come up in other episodes. I think Bachelor and Bachelorette are a bit outdated at this point, having one lead with all people trying to compete for just that one person's attention. It's a format that doesn't really work anymore, though I will say I loved the most recent season of The Bachelor. Michelle's season was great, but I don't know. It's just, it's hard to believe in them a little bit. Like I used to when it was like a Caitlyn season I watched with my roommate, and then I watched Ben's season right after that and I really did believe him and Jojo were going to get married and then he proposed to someone else and I was like people suck this is not what I wanted like I was rooting for you two to get together and so you want to believe in love but like the statistics really are that like it doesn't really work out I will say I had a friend who worked in like PR or something I'm gonna mess up what her job was so I won't like go too far into it but she worked for married at first sight she did something for them and she was like a lot of those couples are still together which I believe is accurate. I tried to do some research and like a lot of them are still together. So that is wild to me that you could marry someone at first sight and just be like, sure, this is a human that I could stay married to. Um, but yeah, so I think Are You the One is my favorite because there is an actual competition aspect to it of like, we're trying to win money. So it's funny when they like mess up or lose money. Whereas The Bachelor and The Bachelorette, they're trying to win love. So that's not... It, it's disappointing when that doesn't work out or like the person you're rooting for gets sent home or whatever. But you know, that was a bad sentence, but you get what I'm saying. Oh, I get you. Stacey, would you like to go next? I know you are quite the Bachelor fan. 
fan or viewer. <laughs> I would say viewer. viewer. You're say I in The Bachelor. Yeah, I mean, at this point, I kind of hate watching The Bachelor and Bachelorette, but I have been watching them for a long time. I definitely remember watching a few seasons in college. So I think like Sean Lowe and maybe like Ben Flanick. I remember those. So those are, I mean, those are like in the 2010, 11, maybe around there. But yeah, so I watch those. I feel like every season I say I'm going to stop. I finally kind of have stopped with Clayton. Like I've seen a couple of the current Bachelor's episodes, but I just feel like it's way too predictable at this. Like, it's just not even fun. Like, I don't mind watching things like Survivor. We kind of know the general timeline of things, but there's like twists or just unexpected things with people's personalities. But at this point, I feel like Bachelor is just a script (laughs) that they just find people who can perform it. It's also obviously not very diverse. And even though they now have had like two black women leads and one black man lead, it still is. I mean, it's been on for 20 years. (laughs) So look, it's too little too late for me. But yes, I watched that one. I think the concept is cool. I mean, it would be awesome to like meet someone in that setting and they get to travel a lot to well they used to travel a lot to different countries but yeah I mean like Aggie was saying there's only a handful of couples who are still together from that one I mean I will say they have like spinoffs like they have Bachelor in Paradise which is much more fun just to watch and more unpredictable they had Bachelor Winter Games which I just thought was cool because it was around the Winter Olympics so like I still keep up with the Bachelor world but I need a change and that change I would say had become or has become Love Island because I discovered Love Island time is like I can't I don't remember months or days <laughs> was that in the summer I think it's the summer so <laughs> um I know Anna was watching but anyway I discovered the most recent season of Love Island US and was like really into that it just seems like chances are higher to at least walk away with a significant other you might not marry them but like you could have like a lengthy relationship based on that I feel like it was just a much fresher concept than The Bachelor. So I've been really into that. I don't think I've watched many other dating shows. The ones that come to mind, I haven't gotten into. Love is Blind, I did like that. Um, And again, just a new concept. And then we watched The 12 Dates of Christmas, which I liked too. And I, I did like that one because also it wasn't just straight couples. But that's where I stand. I like to watch them, but I don't like expect people to have long lasting marriages and relationships from them. It's more just like drama and humor and, you know, just funny things that happen. So that's all I got. And Nicholas? I think love shows for me were a much bigger part of bigger, bigger, almost bigger part, you know, of my younger formative years, which I think explains a lot about my personality. I'm talking Flavor of Love, I Love New York, Real Chance at Love, A Double Shot at Love with Tila Tequila. All of those VH1 MTV love shows, I consumed every single, no joke, every single one, including Rock of Love with Brett Michaels. I didn't like Brett Michaels, but I loved Rock of Love. And then the season two, which was Rock of Love, bus where instead of living in the house they had to live on a tour bus to see if they could live the life of a rock star's wife that shit was fucking everything 
that was my growing up experience with the shows. My parents refused to watch The Bachelor Bachelorette, not because it was inappropriate. They just thought it was the stupidest thing in the world. So it was like just never on in my house. We never watched it. And then I remember seeing too, they did this show called Finding Prince Charming on Logo, which was a gay bachelor. And it was terrible. But I do remember I watched that six or seven years ago. But all this controversy came out about it because the lead who they painted out to be like this, like a rich banker, actually turned out to be like a full-on prostitute. And like all this drama came off and all these videos of him, which like live your life, live your truth, dude. I don't like no judgment. But it was the fact of like him like lying and everything. So that was probably like the last current show that I really remember sitting down to watch. Other than, of course, 12 Dates of Christmas, which we have all mentioned. And I think for me, the reason why I kind of strayed away from love shows relationship-based shows is because there's nothing for me. I'm at the point in my life where I'm just so sick of watching things that have no representation of who I am as a person. So, like, it's hard to sit down and watch superficial, gorgeous people, especially straight people, be put in heteronormative situations. Like, I don't need to watch that anymore. And I also find that my... Aggie did make me watch an episode of The Bachelorette. Uh, actually, Stacy was there too. It was when we were all hanging out in the Hamptons. But I think one of my biggest issues with it was, and we could dive deeper into this too, but like the show is so over the top and campy and ridiculous, but it refuses to brand itself as such. No, Nick, it's serious. No, I know. They brand <laughs> themselves as this serious, intense love show. We're finding And you love. watch 20 minutes of it and you're like, this is hysterical. High camp. Like High y'all are camp. fully aware that this is the campiest shit in the world, right? So, I don't know. That's like my experience with love shows. Used to watch them a lot, but I watched the drama-driven ones that love was the afterthought. That makes sense. It does. And I think I think I fall somewhere closer to that where like I'm not watching any kind of dating reality show for the dating. I'm watching for the show. And if it's a good show and other people are talking about it, even if it's not a good show, but like if people are watching it and talking about it, I want to know what's up. I've seen enough single episodes of the bachelor to know like okay i get it but i think for me it comes down to like i want to watch a show where they're either having ridiculous amounts of fun like the love islands where i'm like i know it's superficial i know that like real people don't look like this real people don't act like this and that's what i'm watching for like i want to watch hot people jump into a pool and like ask each other the same question every morning because that's entertaining (laughs) to me or i want to watch something still gimmicky but like a little bit more of an attempt to be something genuine love is blind comes to mind just as like it had its gimmick from like a show perspective but I do think its heart was in the right place of like let's try this experiment and see if people can actually build something real from this weird isolated situation but again it really just comes down to the entertainment value for me and I want a show that's trying to do something either cool or entertaining or new and like I agree The Bachelor just kind of falls flat and tired as do a lot of those early 2000s shows in hindsight that like they were doing something gimmicky and it was fun at the time but like it has not held up well when you go back and look so I'm much more interested in the new wave of contemporary shows but I think this is a good place to transition into our next I guess topic subject which is most of the things that you guys have mentioned have been competitions when I was thinking about about what we were going to talk about looking at lists of like every dating show ever they're kind of split between those that are competitions where you're competing for the love of either one person or prize money like I think Love Island they win 
money at the end and then like if one of them betrays the other one they don't get to split the money it's wild but essentially <laughs> there are the shows that are kind of that description competition based where you either are a winner or you win something collectively as a couple and then there are the shows that are not that way and I would even categorize love is blind as not necessarily being a competition because correct me if I'm wrong but they don't win money at the end like they just get to be in love or not there are other shows as well that like focus on real quote using quotes again real people dating and we get to kind of observe it but they're not trying to win something and I think that for me is the split of like is this real love or are they actually like very seriously trying to get together with someone or are they just in it for the money? And I think when it falls more so on the like are we in it for the money or the winning? That's where you get high cam entertainment because it's already a ridiculous premise to be like let's compete for love and it takes away some of that earnesty, earnestness, earnestness, earnestness. Well, I'm thinking of honesty. <laughs> honesty is the word that you decided to use instead. There it is. But to me, like, I think that's where a line starts to come down of, are they really in love? And it's like, well, no, they're competing. So maybe if they're lucky, but. <laughs> well, I think that's where it gets tricky because the uh, the reality of this, LOL. Um, the reality of this genre is that you are competing for love, which if you think about it, is kind of what dating is. There's just no cameras. <laughs> like, like you're competing oh against the other humans in the world to find oh more Do you know what I mean? I need to try harder. <laughs> oh my God. Like, how am I going to beat these other bitches? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, think about it. In the world of online dating, like, you spend so much time thinking about your profile. Like, how are you going to make it stand out? How are you going to make it like different and interesting and like engage with someone because it needs to be better or more interesting to attract people that you want than the people around you. So like, it's not a competition, but it low key is. Anyway, Anna, I like your thought of like reality competition, but there's like money because I wrote that down when I was like thinking about this. I was like, the fact that some of these throw money into the mix just like, really is kind of fucked up let's just call a spade a spade like if you're on a show looking for love and then also you could win money that muddies the waters are you in love who knows I thought about it more as like what ones are realistic dating things and which ones are a completely fabricated concept like the bachelor or bachelorette yes he is dating multiple people. But normally when that's happening, like when you're casually dating people and you're like dating multiple people at the same time, they don't all know each other and hang out in a house together. You might tell them like, hey, I'm dating other people, but they don't they don't sit in a house and talk about you when you're not there. But I think of Love Island or even this that new show, Fuckboy Island or Bachelor in Paradise, there's a lot of different options for you because it's more like a dating pool just with cameras around you. But the idea is like, you can try and see which of these people is potentially a match for you rather than being like, I came on the show thinking this one person was the match for me. And then what if you have literally no chemistry or he's boring or you just don't like him? Like, I think that happened in Colton season. He had like three women quit on the first day because they were like, um, I actually don't like this person. And like, that's a realistic, like you can go on a date with someone and be like, no, like I thought we vibed and we just don't. So for me, when I think about dating shows, I think the more realistic ones, and I think I would be interested to know success rates, like realistically for Love Island. But like, I think those ones are more realistic in terms of like, you could end up with a boyfriend. I don't know if you're going to get married. 
But the idea that you could find someone in a pool of 30 people, I think that's way more realistic than going on a show for one person in the hope that you are going to find your one person. And I would honestly put Are You The One in that same category because there you you found your perfect match. I'm sorry, <laughs> in, in 17 random people for reality television, your perfect match is there? Really? Although... You just brought that up and I'm like, hmm, but then is it in the hands of the casting directors? Because on the one hand, you're like, they're casting for TV. You got to like fill in the stereotypical tropes and make sure people, you know, can talk to the camera and whatnot. But also like you're casting for a dating show. So like how much of that is put into consideration of like, here's our contestant. We need to at least bring on some people who fit a match.com profile match. I think with that, and like it gets into this whole idea and concept of like, is there really one perfect match out there in the world for us? Or like, are there multiple? And that's like a conversation, not for this podcast. Go listen to Why Won't You Date Me or anything other than like other dating podcasts. Not people away from our podcast. <laughs> Fine. We're going to have very intellectual conversations. Um, Boopa But my thing with the idea of like, prize money and all of that kind of deflecting away from the love is in today's day and age it's hard to say even if the show is just about love and it's not going for money it's hard to say that your intentions are truly just to go on there for love because there is an aspect to it that you will be getting money because you're going to become famous now depending on like the show's popularity and your popularity as a cast member there's varying levels of fame that you will achieve but you will become a well-known person and have the ability to push along your fame into further areas um i think melissa reincroft is a great example of this from the bachelor yeah and like she went on to dancing with the stars and now she's like working with the dallas cowboy cheerleaders and was on their show or still on their show so, like, you have the ability to push your fame and get money. So, I'm just assuming that some people go on to The Bachelor or The Bachelorette. Correct me if I'm wrong, but there was, like, this instance of people truly just, like, saying, I went on there to get famous or to, like, grow my social media brand. And like, Well, that's definitely what's happening now. Right. And I feel like within the past 10 years or 15, like, yeah, 10 years of the rise of social media and influencers, that's why people go on dating shows. And I think it's very... You will be very hard pressed to find someone who is like, no, I'm going on this dating show just to find love. Because you're not going to go onto a dating show when you could just as easily f- go to a matchmaker and have the matchmaker set you up offline, like off TV, or mm-hmm. go to speed dating, or go on match.com. Like, you're not telling me that the, your last resort is that you have to go on The Bachelor. There's no other narrative. There's no other incentives pushing you there. And this is coming from somebody who has applied to dating shows. Like, I'm not yucking anybody's yum here. Like, I don't do you. Get your bag. Get your coin, girl. I'm just saying, like, you have other reasons for going. Like, we all know we're calling a spade a spade here. Yeah. At this point, most of them will say, like, most of the contestants on at least The Bachelor will say, like, I liked the idea that I could meet someone. But, like, even if I don't, what what do I lose by gaining Instagram followers, brand deals, you get paid on Bachelor in Paradise, like to go. But yeah, I mean, they basically say that at this point. They mostly say, you know, after the fact, they don't say like on the show, but it's like common knowledge. But I will say, I thought of two other um, dating shows that I watched that I don't think like fit in these categories. Well, one, I guess does fit. The other one, I feel like it was just a show about what, what it's like to date. So that one is Dating Around. I don't know if you guys saw that on Netflix. Yeah, I have it no. in a point. Oh, you do? Yeah. 
Yeah, because that one, I feel like it was literally just watching different, like, I don't remember how many people, but it'd be like each episode was someone going on like multiple different dates in different weeks. Mm-hmm. But it was just like what I would, and I, will, I think the first season was New York City. So it's like just what it's probably like to date in a month or so in New York City, I guess. And then the second one was New Orleans, I think. But it was just like, they. I mean, there was no prize. I feel like it was just following them to see you know, they would want you to like pick someone at the end to go on a second date with, I think, but that was it. You weren't expected to propose or, you know, do anything extravagant. It was just, it was so interesting. And they, some were straight, some were gay. There was one that was like in their 60s or no, I feel like 70s, like an older couple that I think they're both widowers. So it was just like camera following people around <laughs> as they dated pretty much. So that was one. The other one was relationship which is very niche because you first would have to watch Southern Charm. (laughs) Is it the one about Shep? Yeah. So Shep Rose, he's from Southern Charm. He's like this, just this eligible bachelor basically in their, in their town in Charleston. He just like, he's kind of a wild child, I guess, but he had his own spinoff, which was a dating show. And so it was a, competition because I think those girls did live in the same house with each other and like they it was similar to The Bachelor but I feel like it was lower scale than that <laughs> and again he wasn't supposed to propose like it was just to get him a date <laughs> like an ongoing date but anyway those are just two more I thought of that I feel like yeah it's not as strong of like a competition incentive I would say I'm glad you brought up dating around because I I put it in one of the points that's like later in the plan and we'll get to it but I also watched that and really liked it. But I, it's like, I don't even know what to call it because it's really just a show, but it's a reality show and they're dating. So I'm like, I would call it a reality dating show, but not in the same way. Yes, but not in that way. Yes, but not in that way. And then before we switch gears, the only other thing I'll add to the conversation is, Nick, when you were talking about how like there has to be an ulterior motive for somebody like going on a dating show, you can't just be looking for love. Like there are other things whether you admit it to yourself or to people who watch or not, like there are other reasons for doing that. But don't people do that in the real world too? Like I'm going to go bag me a finance bro because like sis got to get her coin. Oh yeah. I think for sure. Not that that negates the point that you were making. I just, I'm always trying to connect the dots of like, is it TV or is it just a mirror reflection of society? (laughs) I think in society, there are people who don't do that. Where I think in reality love shows, there aren't any people who aren't doing that. Okay, I gotcha. If gotcha. that makes sense. It does. I don't know that I fully agree, but I, yeah, it makes sense. Yeah, I think that was more of the idea I was going. Yeah, because I don't know if I fully agree. I would I would argue that Michelle, who was the most recent Bachelorette, legitimately was just looking for love. Yeah, but why do it on a TV show? I mean, she came late to Matt's season and was like... I saw him and was like, I actually think he and I would be a really good match. I think it's also a way of like, like when you take into consideration, like where do you meet people in the modern era? Like you meet them online, you meet them through friends. Like there's no meet cute at a coffee shop that's going to happen. So like if you can say, I'm going to put myself in a situation where I know there's going to be like beautiful, eligible people. Like it's a way to meet people. Again, like, I'm not yucking anybody's yum. Do it. I want to do it. I have applied to dating shows, and I'm trying to get on 12 Dates of Christmas. For love? Are you doing it for love, or are you doing it for fame? Both. See? But I'm not going to sit... But I'm I'm not sitting here saying that you shouldn't have an alter... I'm not saying... I'm not shaming anybody. I'm just... You are looking for some love. I am looking for some love, but I'm also looking for Instagram followers to grow Escaping Reality, the podcast. (laughs) 
I'm doing this for us, everybody. We're not doing it for us. I'm doing this for us. I want us to get a brand deal. Wait, what are the, what are the shows? Are you going to tell us the other ones you've applied to? I've Besides- applied for Love is Blind as well. Those are the only two so far. We got to get a casting director on here to just like see us all and be like, wow. What stars? What Let's what? put them on the television. <laughs> you get a show. You get a show. <laughs> Nick and I want to apply to the Amazing Race. Hold us accountable. Together? <laughs> <laughs> okay. What does that mean? I would love for you to follow yeah, up. Yeah, just. I could. It just came out. It just came. No, no. Elaborate. I want to hear some more. Stacy, we will circle back to this in our next email. So put a pin in this conversation. We will be coming back. Thank you. I'm with you, Stacy. I agree. Now we have to apply to prove them wrong. Wow. The producers would hate us so much. Our producer, our producer in our car would be so mad at us all the time. We'd be singing Broadway songs. They'd be like, "We can use none of this footage. We do not have the rights. I told you to stop singing Hamilton for the love of God. Shut up. Oh my God. Okay. We'll come back to this when you guys get cast on the Amazing Race. Um, you will eat your words. We'll have a we'll have like a pregame convo about why it's not going to work. That is honestly so rude. It was so funny, Stacey. <laughs> I just, okay, I can't even. We'll have to wait. We'll have to just. Pop, we'll have to. Wait. I am gonna cry all night about this, Stacey. So. It wasn't a bad thing. It was good. I'm I'm on board. Okay, so. We've kind of hinted at it both in this episode and like in every, literally every other show we've talked about. We've got some issues. Reality TV is problematic when you add the concept of dating, the concept of love, compatibility, couples, attractive people. Attractive is in quotations here because it nine times out of ten in these situations implies, what's the phrase I'm looking for? Con- conventionally? No, that's wrong too. <laughs> Eurocentric, perhaps. Societally? Societally. There's not a lot of representation in the so-called attractive people that they cast for television shows. And that's not great. Not going to lie to you. We did ask for thoughts from our Instagram followers. Not from our listeners this time, but on Instagram, we put up a poll of just like gauging what you guys thought about reality dating shows. Do you like them? Do you not like them? Elaborate on that. And uh, we had a couple of replies that I think fit into this category just in like the general vibe check of what's wrong with reality dating shows and again that can be applied to just all reality shows and actually most of media in general so it's not like this is an isolated thing but when you're dealing with people getting paired up and uh hot and heavy it does tend to rear its ugly head a bit more um so ashley devore 95 on instagram said I used to love them, them being reality dating shows, uh, but lately they haven't been cutting it, i.e. The Bachelor. Also, mm-hmm. I think you can't take them too seriously. If you do, then they're not fun anymore. That's kind of more like what we just talked about. And then at Avocadlin, great handle, by the way, mm-hmm. they said, I never really liked them because they're mostly scripted and show really unrealistic beauty standards. That's the word I was looking for. Unrealistic. Thank you. Okay. <laughs> this was literally right next to it in the notes. I don't know why I couldn't just look over. Um, yeah. And I think that's something like we've obviously talked about it. We, I think all four of us feel pretty passionately about it. And yet here's the kicker. I love Love Island and I don't want to not watch it. And I do think like the important part is recognizing like, hey, this isn't like representative of anything in the real world. But damn, is it great to watch? And like, it's it's nice to look at the people on that show 
but I do think like I consider myself an intelligent consumer and like I know that it's meant to be ridiculous and that these people are meant to be like uber done up and super thin and fit and like they show them glistening and working out like I know that that's not real I know that that's not what my dating experience is going to be like but it doesn't make that any less harmful as media that people see and I do think we see a little bit more in like the newer shows but like not not really not enough to even be considered like we finally had a black bachelor congratulations you did it you what did you do like you didn't do anything well and it's like there's never been an asian person there's never been there's been like i don't know if juan pablo was latinx or exactly what he was but like the point is if you have to like dig back to the one who might be not white might be considered a person of color (laughs) you're not doing it correctly to go back to love island like a very diverse cast but they're all straight and they're all super thin, except one person who I think was like, I'm a plus size model. And you were like, are you? I don't or are you normal? Are you? <laughs> and like, you're still a model. Like you still have abs and a very chiseled jawline. So like, I don't feel your plight, ma'am. Um, so it's like, we get, we get a little bit, maybe we take one step forward and then like seven steps back, but I struggle with it. Cause I want to watch. I agree with you because I love trashy TV. There's almost like an ignorance is bliss aspect to it of like watching Love Island, fully knowing that the producers are only casting hot straight people, but you almost accept it until the producers outright, like come right out and say, no, 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 we're only casting hot straight people. Mm -hmm. Like I was almost okay with Love Island until the producers came out and said, casting LGBT plus members will be a logistical nightmare. And then for some reason, like, they turned the light on to their discrimination, and it really turned me off. It's like, I I was almost okay with it when you weren't outright saying that you were discriminating, but now that you outright said it, it's turned me off from your show. Look, like I said, I want to be on a dating show. I want to be on a reality show in some world. I'm putting it out there. But I recognize I do not have the body or the looks to be on one of them. But it's also like, not only am I fighting that, I'm also fighting the fact that I'm gay. Put on hot gay people or hot pansexual people or hot bisexual people. Like, I don't care if they're not my body type or anything right now. Let's fight one thing at a time, you know? Get more diversity in your sexualities represented. And at this point in time, I'm just like, you realize this would be so good for your ratings and bring so much more drama. If you had a house full of bisexuals or pansexuals where anybody there could be an option you're telling me that wouldn't be good tv love island like a house full of 20 hot people who are all interested in each other you're telling me that that wouldn't be good tv i just feel like your producers are stupid at this point but also like when a show does it and proves you wrong then you have no excuse because guess what it wasn't a logistical nightmare because are you the one did it I yield my time. (laughs) I have a question to you guys that I don't want it to be misconstrued, but like the only thing that I think about also is like a consideration. And I don't mean to imply that this is a reason for not doing it, but I'm like, I feel like the optics of having a house full of sexually deviant bisexual people would actually be harmful to like all the work that bisexual people have done to be like, we're not just out here to like fuck everything that moves. I think again, it would depend on editing. I think that's the conversation that 
you know, like the Black Survivor mm-hmm. Alliance had is like, mm-hmm. yeah, you can cast us, but if you edit us to be like the angry black man or the like yeah. sassy black woman, like, have you really done anything differently? Mm-hmm. So, and I totally hear you because I feel like that's what the editing would be. Except I can't remember in the Are You the One season, I don't feel like it was like that. It wasn't perfect by any stretch. Like no. it was still five years ago and like, they- I agree with uh, Aggie, though, with, with what Aggie's like. I think it depends on the editing. I think it's also just like painting everybody as a sexual deviant already. I think it would be different if they only had a couple bisexual people on it. And, and they were then, the ones who were then, singled out as and like. They were the ones who were yeah. like shown dating everyone. But if it, it's the entire house, then I think that leaves more room for interpretation and like different types. Because I'm sure you would also find some people who were sleeping with everybody, but you would also find some people who were like, no, I want a meaningful connection before I make out with them. You know, like you would have mm-hmm. that diversity and that levels because they would have different types of people. Then I will again reiterate that was simply a thought that does not reflect how I view or feel about any bisexual people but I think a productive conversation thank you thank you both uh does anyone else have anything they would like to add about representation or excuse me lack of representation and unrealistic beauty standards I didn't watch are you the one but are we are we gonna discuss that if anyone's watched it because I feel like when we did our Instagram live long long ago and asked about other shows people were like big fans of it because it is more representative but I just I've never watched it so I watched I think the first six seasons of Are You The One I was very into Are You The One for a while there (laughs) thus my obsession with Devin on the challenge I believe seasons one through three it was all like straight couples and then I think season maybe four and five do not quote me on this but I believe there were some bisexual contestants where their match could be a boy or a girl but I don't I don't want to say there weren't gay gay, gay characters. Nope, that's not what it is. (laughs) I don't want to say there were not gay contestants without like confirming, but I think it was just bisexual people. And I don't believe they were edited to be like, they're going to fuck whoever, but it was like to throw a wrench into them trying to figure out who their perfect match was, was that a bisexual person could match with either a boy or a girl. So you can't just mm-hmm. as easily because Devin in season three literally was like, I'm going to make one of those like squares where you say like these two are a match. So they can't be a match with anyone else, but he made it with solo cups and like won the show and MTV was oh. mad. So they were like, you know what? We'll fuck that up if someone's bisexual. Cause then they could not like, they might find out they're not a match with this person, but that doesn't mean they're not a match with a woman or whatever it is. So mm-hmm. it could be that. I don't want to speak on it too much though. Cause I haven't watched in a while. It sounds like I want to watch, though. Are You the One is really it's fun. It's very good. We were, we were going to potentially watch it at one point in our, like, time as a, thinking about what we wanted to do. And then with Survivor and stuff, like, we just never really got around to it because we filled the space. Um, but it could be a fun summer one if we wanted yeah. to, like, go back and revisit. Cool. So... I'm going to bring us into our next topic, which I think is also our last topic before there's a couple rapid fire questions. And it's kind of an amalgamation of the things that we've been talking about. But when I was thinking about sort of the next wave that we might see and like the current wave that we're seeing of these different types of shows. And as I mentioned, like things have kind of changed along television history with like different entertainment trends, general TV trends. 
And now I think you can also map them to like just general dating trends. And I wanted to single out Netflix actually, because Netflix kind of goes in every single direction, which leaves me more confused about like what the future of dating shows is. I don't think it's any one thing. I think it's like a Pandora's box that we've opened and been like, it can be whatever. Because Netflix, I feel like has stuff that falls into each path of like shows that can be seen as being more genuine. um, And those would fall into the non-competition shows, as we kind of mentioned. Like Stacey, you mentioned Dating Around, which I think is a really beautiful show that just sort of showcases what the dating experience is like. And then I was also thinking about Dating on the Spectrum, which I think is a really amazing and representative show that I don't know if it's a Netflix original or if it's just on Netflix Mm -hmm. available to watch. Um, And I've never sat down to watch it, but I think like conceptually it's really interesting. And I think it's like a wonderful showcase again of just like the dating experience, maybe not your dating experience, but the human experience. It's a Netflix original and I just- It is. Okay, great. And another one that's from Netflix is Indian matchmaking, which again, it's like not a competition, but it was just showing what that's actually like for people of that culture. Mm -hmm. Netflix also has, you know, the nonsense (laughs) and the gimmicky shows like Too Hot to Handle. And don't forget about Sexy Beasts, everybody. Not sure if that's a competition per se, but something about it feels like somebody's got to win at the end. (laughs) It's like, I'm sorry, if you're going through that, you need to win something. I did watch an episode of it. It is very interesting, but um, it is just like The Bachelor where like, except it's one episode at a time where the person is focusing on three people I think they start off with and then they narrow it down to two and then they pick one as their match. Mm, okay, okay. But, you know, dressed as monsters. But dressed as monsters. <laughs> but then I think Netflix also has, you know, Love is Blind, which I think hits the middle mark, which I would view as probably where we're trending in terms of like, it has a very clear gimmick, but the gimmick doesn't overtake the search for love, which still to me felt more on the side of real than on the ridiculous. Um, And also more than any other show, I think mirrors what the modern dating experience is like, especially now that we've had COVID, like (laughs) it was before COVID, let's not forget. So yeah, I just, I thought it was interesting when I was going through lists of shows that like, oh, Netflix kind of runs the gambit, the queen's gambit, if you will. (laughs) Wow. How many things can we unsponsored by Netflix say are on Netflix? (laughs) at netflix we would love to discuss we will watch your shows and podcast about them i see a partnership in our future at netflix i mean i have you know i've been using my brother's netflix account for probably eight years now so i can keep it going and and watch for the sponsorship i've never had my own netflix account and it's great thanks junior thanks junior So, Anna, was there a question in there? I'm so sorry. I, I don't know. It's such a beautiful dis- like description of where dating shows have gone. But like, I think it was like a, it was a Netflix shout out, I think. Yeah, I was just trying to get that spawn con. So, Anna, I feel like where you were going with this was a little bit like what is like the trend of dating shows and where do we think it's going kind of thing. Yeah. I personally think, and I said this during Matt James's season of The Bachelor, which we won't get into like all the mess that went down with that, I think. There's just so much to unpack there. Long story short, they did not do a good job. They chose a black male lead and then chose to center the narrative around women fighting rather around than around him and thus made him like a joke among the show. And it was just like completely mishandled and I have so many issues with it. And then on top of that, it was just like racist. So there was just like a lot going on there. But 
I think Matt's season was a really good example of how a lot of dating shows, I think, underestimate their audience. Because in the past, the audience for dating shows has been basically like a simp nation of just like, (laughs) they just want to see like cute, fun things. And they want like some drama and they like it when women fight. That's like fun for them. And I was like, first off, you're underestimating a whole group of people. And I'm not saying that the Bachelor Nation fans are a good group. I think they're a lot of the problem. Come at me, Bachelor Nation. We can fight about it later. I'm just kidding. Don't come at me. I don't I don't have any resources to fight back. But anyway. Um, don't anger. We have like 250 followers. Don't anger them. <laughs> but I would say that I think Matt James's season is a really good example of how we, I think it was at the reunion, they showed all these clips of dates he went on, like group dates he had, all these like fun moments from his season. And everyone was like, wait, what? Like they just had cut all of that out and they had just shown all these girls and all their nonsense. And then he was on Dancing with the Stars and he did all these TikToks with his partner and backstage at Dancing with the Stars and all the comments on all of his TikToks are like, I'm sorry, did they completely edit out your personality on The Bachelor? And it's it's very obvious that they did. I'm like, he is funny. He's personable. It seems like people like him. Like when he was on Dancing with the Stars, people were really upset. Like other pros were like, I can't believe Matt went home. Like he was so fun, all this other stuff. So it's, I just feel like a lot of times they underestimate their audience and what their audience is actually interested in. And they assume they know what their audience is actually interested in. And I think if you're coming to these shows, you want to see, at least see the personality of the person who's the lead, regardless of whether or not I like them, regardless of whether or not I like the person they choose. I should authentically see something about them that makes them a human being that I would care about. And they have changed that narrative a little bit to make it focus on like whatever's going to be the biggest drama. And I think that is not necessarily what we need. You know, like there's so much that we could choose to watch instead. And I think they think that the only way to get views is to make it very, very over the top and dramatic to the point of like fighting is the drama. And I'm like, I would much rather see him find a genuine connection with someone and then realize that they actually can't be together. Like that drama is more compelling to me than two girls fighting about nothing in the house. Like I don't care. And so I got very frustrated in Matt's season because I was like, I don't even know who he is or the people he's interested in because you've spent so much time dealing with things that are unrelated to the concept of the show, which is to find love, right? Like all of it should service that. And I'm just like, the editing on this season is bad and wild and I do think they course corrected with Michelle's season but it's frustrating as an audience member to come to something you want to watch and be like I didn't like this they did the same thing with casting Clayton as the new bachelor who I have called Colton every time we have discussed it in this podcast that's not his name but he looks exactly like Colton Underwood so like it's the same same but different but I think they did the same thing and underestimated who we wanted and they were like no they'll want this like boring vanilla white man like that's what the audience wants and literally bachelor nation was like no it's not and they're like well that's who you got and it's like okay so again you just like don't actually know what we want and like you've lost sight of where this is and what we want well said so in usual fashion we have a couple rapid fire questions to close us out of this lovely valentine's episode and the first one 
comes from one of our fans of spoken questions on Instagram at Emma Camras said fascinated that anyone could actually meet a partner in these circumstances. So my question to you guys is, do you believe that it's possible for two people to actually meet their partner? Because I know we kind of talked about like you can meet someone like maybe they're not your forever person, whatever. But do you think it's possible to meet your long term <laughs> partner under these circumstances of a reality dating show? Yes, I do. <laughs> because it has happened. Is it? Are the chances uh, high? No. But like from The Bachelor, Sean Lowe and Catherine Lowe, I mean, that's her last name now. They met, they got engaged there. They had their wedding televised, which The Bachelor used to do a lot when they had weddings. And they're together. They live in Dallas and have three kids. And when I was in Dallas, I wanted to just run into them so badly because they're also just like, they seem very down to earth. So like, yes, I think it's possible. I just think it's like one in a hundred (laughs) or so. I mean, Married at First Sight has 31 married couples that are still together. So like, (laughs) I mean, Kate and Chad are entering the chat from 12 days. Oh, I love that. Chad must really love Kate because he participates in some nonsense TikToks. And I just, I have to believe he really loves her. Like he would not say yes if he did not really love who she was as a person. I would say, I think it can happen, but I agree, Stacey. I don't think the odds are, you know, like a 50-50 shot. Like you're going to go on and potentially realistically find the love of your life on a reality dating show. Do I think you could find someone that you could date for a while? Sure. Yeah, I think like, that idea maybe you're not going to get married and i think if we don't look at the marriage statistics but i think you will find a boyfriend or like find a partner and learn something from that relationship and have a relationship and as Mm -hmm. somebody who has like really have had who has had zero relationships like that's like an incentive for me to go on a dating show it's like i'm going to learn about what dating me will be like and like what i will be like in a relationship i'm not necessarily looking to get married right out the gate but you are looking to explore dating and meet someone and see where that relationship takes you i think it's possible um i think i said this earlier in the episode but you can meet the love of your life anywhere so perhaps you meet while you're both on a dating show who's to say stranger things have happened um next question what is a future dating show theme that you guys would like to see I'll go first because I have one. I'll give you guys a minute to think. My premise is single parents of elementary school age children and the show and like the dates and the competitive aspect of the show is centered around the children. So like you have to fall in love with the person, but also like their kid and your kids have to get along. I don't know. We might be onto something. (laughs) Okay. Here's mine. Pushing the LGBT plus narrative along. We have a singing competition for drag queens. It's time for love for drag queens. Get it out there. Push that narrative out there. Like, honestly, like, I'm surprised it hasn't been a thing yet with how popular drag race and drag related shows have become in the last two, three years. This has, this got to be in the works, y'all. My favorite season of Drag Race is the one where Brooklyn and Vanjie are in love. The so. fact that season 11 is your favorite is a whole toxic it's, it's, issue that we will deal with later. It's not my favorite season, but it is my favorite plot point. Oh, so you're a liar. Yeah, obviously. Wow. Amazing Race Partners. <laughs> this is good, good television. It would good be good TV. television. This is it right here. This is why my reaction. Have you two ever traveled together? No, and it was yeah, great. we went to Rochester. Oh. Okay, 
We watch a lot of Tester together. Here's the thing. Every episode, we're like, what would we do in this We have moment? a full plan. Yeah. We know what's happening. Okay. Me and Aggie are going to win, and we're not giving you a cent of our million dollars. <laughs> Me and Stacey are going to go on, and we're going to be such a good team. <laughs> It'll be the first time we meet on the Yeah. yeah. Yes. Yeah. Which that was, a, that was a season. Or really? People that's interesting. Yeah. Okay, Stacey, your dating show. Okay. Mine, I couldn't get creative. So, And I've said this for a long time. I just want Survivor to be where I meet my husband. <laughs> so I think we keep Survivor, but just add in a few more, like, specific romantic uh rewards you know a few more of those awkward dates like the Nora and Dean date that's all like you don't need to change the real premise but just add in like a romantic option if you can love me at my survivor me you can love me at my cute fun me <laughs> you like... already have such great foundation because yes you're like it doesn't get more raw than that so you've just put his headphones in but he did give us a suggestion he oh would you down. like to read it Yes. Um, it said he wants it to be a dating show centered around family vacations and memories. So it's like Disney adults dating or like people who go to Aspen or people who go to the Hamptons and or I'm wondering he put his headphones in. So now I don't know what his answer is. But I feel like it could also be interesting to be like, have them cross contaminate there and yeah. see like, can it work? I like that. And that's his that's his entry. In maybe the- maybe yeah, his his and mine can combine. And it can be like two single parents have to take their children to Disney World <laughs> and see if it works. But they only do it with people who have already gone out on a date and think they like each other. And this is the test. I was going to ask Anna for yours. Can elementary school teachers be included, even though they, if they don't have kids, but they just like are around the kids? Yeah. Well, Thank wait, you. Anna, I was actually, I thought the same thing, Stacey. I go, I thought you were going to have them date teachers. Like, I was like, the only answers for them to date teachers. And then you were like, no, they date each other. And I was like, this oh. is the thing that was like, <laughs> I don't think many teachers want to have kids themselves. Yeah. I don't. It's television. It's fine. <laughs> They're fake kids. They're actors. It's for television. Anna's going for drama, not reality. <laughs> Anna's not trying to actually find love. Anna is trying to put them in a scenario that would make good television. Yeah, we're going to pitch it. All right. Last rapid fire question. To Wait, pause. This. Hold on. Anna. Anna, pause. I'm so sorry. Anna, what if you did like mom swap? <laughs> the parents swap the children. Like wife, like wife swap, but the kids get swapped. Yeah, do you remember that show where it was like the moms would switch families? Oh yeah, wife swap. Wife swap. Wife swap. That's what it was called. Wife swap. So problematic. I feel like one of the challenges needs to be that, mm-hmm. where they just like go to the other person's house and try and take care of the children. Anyway, sorry. Continue. Or, like you have to spend a day with like the ex partner if they're still living. Ooh, there's a lot. Wow. We're, we'll workshop it. Wow. Last rapid fire question. Last question of the episode. What are your Valentine's Day plans, if you have any? I don't have any. Uh, um, that's a lie. Oh wait, Nick and Me I are and going Aggie to are going to go to a lovely bottomless dinner, oh. drunk, and just get <laughs> wasted. And then maybe go see Marry Me, that new J Lo movie. <laughs> maybe go see Marry Me by J Lo. This podcast is not sponsored by Marry Me, but J Lo, if you're listening, we'd love to sponsor you. No, nope, that didn't work. We'd love to be sponsored by you. She did just sponsor the last episode of Drag Race. Ooh. Guys, I don't want to be lumped into that, but that's a conversation for another day. <laughs> I can't get into it right now, but I'm not I'm not a fan. Wow. Whoa. Anna, what are your Valentine's Day plans? Um, I'm going to dinner with my parents. Woo! For the second year in a row. 
Um, but I have cool hot pink pants and sparkly pink shoes. So if you're in Buffalo and you're single, see you at Hutch's. I'll be with my parents. I will be the girl sitting with her parents. <laughs> with my parents. I you cannot underscore it enough. You will be I am with your parents. single girl with mom and dad. I'd rather go out with my parents than be sitting home by myself. Cool. Stacy, what are your plans? Um, I'll be sitting at home by myself. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that wasn't even how I was going to hurt it. <laughs> Anna, 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 exit. Anna, you're, you're, you're gone. Anna found scalped. Anna found murder. Goodbye. Bye. No, okay. No, my real, my real response was gonna. I mean, that is the response. But I was gonna say first off, who put this question in here? Because I feel attacked. I wasn't thinking about it. We were all single, so why is this a question? (laughs) Maybe you would be like baking cupcakes, or I don't know, watching rom coms. No, it's. I'm sorry, we gave you a rom com and and you you shit on us. Yeah, I said I don't like J Lo. I don't want to talk about it. You chose the wrong. You don't like J Lo. Wait, okay. So anyway, I mean, I will be home. I'll probably order some food, but I will say it's in a few weeks. So if anyone wants to change those plans for me, I'm around, you know how to find, you don't really know how to find me, but you you can just message our pod. Nashville. You must be above the age of 28. <laughs> 28 or older. 25. Just, 25 or older, Stacey. Don't put yourself in a box. 25 year old men are like, oh, wait, Nick, how old are you? <laughs> before I say anything. 30, you're not dead. 25 or older. Jesus. <laughs> but anyway, no, I don't have plans, but I'm just saying there's two more weeks, so who knows? I did not mean to attack anyone with this question. I thought maybe since we're all single, we would all have like a cute little like I don't know. I'm gonna- Anna, you attacked the cute little plans we told you we had. So, like, I just think you attacked JLo, which honestly, that's homophobic, I think. Whoa. I think so. JLo's a perfect angel sent from above. I can't have this conversation with you. <laughs> then I think we should end the episode. <laughs> I'm so sorry. That was so much more aggressive than I meant it. I love you so much. Thank you so much for listening to Escaping Reality. We will be back to regular scheduled programming soon ish. We might have a couple more miscellaneous episodes before Survivor comes back early March. But uh, keep an eye on our Instagram. Keep an eye on our TikTok. And thank you for listening. If you made it this far, I hope you enjoyed us mostly bickering with each other. Happy Valentine's Day. Love is dead.